Do you like music? Do you like playlists? Do you like awesome music in a playlist chosen by the Book Interrupted members, inspired by the books? Yeah, I thought so. Go to www.bookinterrupted.com blog to find our cycle song picks. You're welcome. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. Come on, Kara, shed the effing victim mentality. Very narrow definition of what a woman is in society. So if you're not that person, this book isn't for you. Trying to complete my stress cycles all over the place. But five or six years ago, I could have really used this book. And every time they wrote it, they wrote dash U-G-H, right? Every single time that Every single time. The least I can do is force him to kiss me for six seconds. So that's what we do now. And he's all like, what's happening? I'm like, we're completing your stress cycle. Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from September 5th to October 16th. It's Kara's book pick, and we're reading Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. This groundbreaking book explains why women experience burnout differently than men and provides a simple, science-based plan to help women minimize stress, manage emotions, and live a more joyful life. All right, so it's personal journal time. Let's see what the members of Book Interrupted thought outside the group. Hello, Kara here to talk to you again about Burnout, The Secrets to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Amelia Nagoski and Emily Nagoski. I read the book back in the beginning of the year, January, and I'm just trying to recall it now, fresh in the, uh, the mind here. I think I remember about midway being quite impressed with, well, there was a number of things that I found uh, really interesting about the book, but it was about midway when I found myself really um, listening and re-listening because I started first with listening to the audiobook before transferring over and actually reading the book. And I kept re-listening and re-listening to this one segment where they started to talk about the different forms of a stress response. We are very familiar with the idea of fight or flight. So fight your nervous system becomes activated and you really just lean in to facing whatever the fear or the trigger is. And then flight, of course, just completely fleeing as fast as you can, just running, getting out of danger. But what I really appreciated about the sisters, who are the authors, that they brought up two other forms, uh, which I had become familiar with over the past few years, but I appreciated them touching upon these other types of stress responses. 
just a little bit more because I found them fascinating just on a personal level because I am neither fight nor flight. I am freeze, the third kind, and there's a fourth kind actually called fawning. So I just like that they kind of like touched upon all four different ways and that the main point that they were trying to drive home is very much like animals because humans are of nature. We have different ways with trying to keep the human alive and that we have within us many different ways that offer us various forms of protection. I had always felt a little bit embarrassed or ashamed that I'm a freezer because when you go into freeze, you're still aware of what's happening, but what it feels like is in my brain, it almost feels like there are wires connecting to different parts of myself physically that are meant to give and receive information. And yet it feels like the wires aren't fully connecting. So I just go into freeze. I'm aware of what's happening, but I can't do a darn thing about it. And I always kind of like hated that. Also, I just have very close loving people in my life who will tease me and be like, yeah, you just kind of froze. And so I just liked how the sisters broke down how they are all for our ways that we try to protect ourselves. And they aren't on a hierarchy. What the sisters introduced was that culturally in our society, they have observed that we tend to think more highly of some types of stress response and think worse of other forms of responses. And I like that they just normalized it and they're like, they provide different functions. And that likely one of the very first types of stress responses you might find in your life when you're younger, that's the one that will tend to lock in and will be your go-to stress response as you get older. So a very long-winded way of saying, I like that they brought some fresh new awareness into me so that I could see, I was like, yeah, our culture does place stress responses on hierarchies depending upon what your type of response is. So I liked that selfishly, I kind of felt like I wasn't the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> also, number two, I really appreciated just the normalizing, normalizing of the stress response. This is we aren't in our parasympathetic response, which is uh, known as like rest and digest. We are activated. The third thing that I appreciated was that isn't it wonderful that as living beings, we come with so many different ways to try to keep ourselves alive, to try to survive, and to try to protect ourselves. And that regardless of the various tools that we draw upon, it's all coming from a very good place. There are no bad responses. There's just differences. So for those three things, I remember being quite obsessed with the book Burnout in that particular section. Can't wait to check in with you in a bit to share the last bit of the book and what I really enjoyed and whether I would recommend it. Stay tuned. All right. So reading, burnout. And as you all know, I was really dreading reading this book because, you know, self-help and find sometimes they're just difficult for me to read. But I actually don't hate this book. I don't know that I love the book, but I don't hate it. I think there's some interesting kind of stories and I love the stories, the two authors talk about these different women that they know but 
They say at the beginning they're a composite of different women's stories that they know, which to me, I wish it was actually a particular woman's story because I feel like they can fill in the blanks to whatever they want it to be. But at the same time, it's a good story and they have good morals. And I like those characters that they've created to tell their story. So I love that. I think that there's, for people that are you know, struggling with a lot of this, I think there's some really clear exercises, which I find in a lot of self-help, they kind of give you a, a big idea of things, but don't tell you here's specific things you can do. And I love that they're doing that, that here's some charts, fill in this chart, write these things, answer these questions. These are concrete steps in order to help you which is great i like at the end of each chapter they have the tldr which i think we talked about in one of our our group discussions but that's uh the too long don't read but it's kind of a little quick excerpt of what they've been talking about in in the chapter so i think that's great yeah it's pretty easy read i don't find it hard at all you know, it's easy to flip through the chapters. I mean, they talk about the bikini industry. I mean, they talk about the patriarchy and it kind of annoys me that every time they say the patriarchy, they have in brackets the word U-G-H, so ugh. Like, okay, you could have said that once and we got the point, but every time they say the word, it says ugh. So that would be a big critique for me, but I'm not done. So I will uh, continue to read it. There's a thing about the human giver syndrome. I need to develop in my mind more what I want to say about it or what about it is irking me or something. There's something about it. So hopefully in the next uh, or my final book report, I'll be able to put into words better what it is. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a good book so far. Yeah, I think it's good for people that are going through burnout and who are having issues with this. And I think it's easily digestible with concrete things that you can do. So that's great. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Today is not necessarily a good day for me and personal journals. I am not feeling burnt out. Well, I am feeling burnt out from burnout. Is that what it's even called? over there it's on my bedside table putting me to sleep every night not really I am having a hard time with that book I don't really want to read it I don't know why <sighs> isn't it ironic that a book about stress is stressing me out it's not really stressing me out it's just the idea that I want to read all the books that we get and I don't want to read that book. So there's quite a conflict happening within me. Maybe if I read the book, I can learn how to, to deal with it. I can complete this stress cycle. It's not terrible, but I just don't feel like it. You know, I uh, have some knowledge and exposure to this topic already. So that could have something to do with it. I don't know. Does it feel textbooky? I can't. I can't put my finger on what it is about why I'm... I don't want to go so far as to say repelled, <laughs> but like I'm not drawn, definitely not drawn to reading it. I like it when a book, you know, I'm looking forward to the book. Right now, I've carried this book around with me to the beach twice, and that's about it. It's only, I only really just started reading it, but so it's like, it looks really well loved. It's wrinkled, it's been wet, <laughs> but I just haven't been able to get into it. So we'll see. This is just the the second personal journal. So maybe everything will turn around by the book report. Who knows? So far though, not looking good.
Hi, this is my personal journal number two for Burnt Out. And um, I really like the book. It's going really well. I don't know if I like the book because it's helping me reconcile some burnt outness in a scientific way or if it's just, oh, I should mention, I've decided to completely do this book audio, audiobook style, because right now that's just what I need. When I hit the bed, I hit it hard and I can't stay awake easily while reading. So I've decided to do it on my walk to work, which is just delightful. I also think I've discovered that I take in information much easier if I'm listening to it. Sometimes when I'm reading, it feels like I'm just reading words and nothing's happening. I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that identify with this. So I went full audio on this one. Usually I do 50-50. Sometimes I just read, but then I never finish time. So yeah, I've decided to go that route and I really, I'm really liking it. Maybe I'm liking it because I'm doing it while walking in the summer weather. Hard to say, regardless, the info's getting in. The sisters are great. They're funny, they're silly, they're sweet. They have nice voices. And so far, I'm really liking the book. I have really no complaints about it. I love a book that evenly balances emotional topics like anxiety or being burnt out or all of the above and matches it with what scientifically is happening within the body and why. For some reason, I find that very soothing. So hopefully the book keeps on where it's going and I'll see you on the book report and give you my final, final answer. Okay, bye. So I'm about halfway through the book right now and I'm just finishing off the, pa the heavy patriarchy section of the book. I like how she says, erg, in it. So far the book, I feel like I don't really need the book, but I feel as though if I was still in that corporate world that I transplanted myself out of, I would really relate to this book a lot. However, I don't right now because I removed myself from those stressors. <laughs> but I thought it would be interesting for me to share a story that applies to that section. I was hired by a company. And when I was hired, I was hired with duties I needed to do. There was two people that did the same duties as me. One was a male and one was me. And when I got hired, they were unable to give me the title of the job description I had because my boss said he was unable to get that job title approved, even though I was doing the work of that job title. However, my counterpart had the job title and the job I had. So he said he was going to work very hard to get that changed. I even landed, you know, a white whale, the, the count that they really wanted me to land, and I still didn't get that change. Then I went on maternity leave, and they literally hired someone to do the exact job I was doing to cover my maternity leave. That person was able to get the job title I was not able to get. He was a male. Then when I returned from maternity leave, they kept this person on and split the territory in two. Fast forward to two years now since the original hiring and a whole bunch of the executive level members came to let me know that I was now getting my job title, but that's not what they said. They were coming to celebrate my promotion for the job I had already been doing for two years. 
which was incredibly humiliating because it was a job I was doing already for two years. So I happened to finally have a really great supportive boss who was a male and understood how much work I did and I felt really supported by him. During the week where Hillary Clinton, who was the most qualified candidate ever for the presidential election, lost to Donald Trump, who probably was the least qualified, during that week I found out that my counterpart, who was not doing as good a job as I was, was making a significantly higher salary than I was. So I went to the office of my new boss and complained. And because I just had enough, Hillary didn't win and I'm making less and I'm doing more and I'm better at it, enough. However, I had a really super supportive boss and that next raise cycle, I did get a raise and I got a bonus. So that was lovely. But at the time it was very stressful because it was completely unfair because of the patriarchy, really. There was no other reason or explanation for it. Anyway, that's it for my little story and I'll continue reading this book. I think anyone that's, you know, knee deep in, you know, the corporate world or jobs that are male dominated could really use this book. This is my second personal journal for the book burnout. So at first when I picked up this book, I was very skeptical because of the worksheets. And then I read the introduction and I was feeling more optimistic because I really kind of thought it was fun and it seemed light. And now that I'm about halfway through the book, I, it's not really for me. It's more self-helpy than what I typically like. I read self-help books. I read all sorts of books. But this isn't really, I don't know if it's something that I need is part of the thing. I think that they're trying to give advice to somebody who maybe hasn't even considered how to handle all their responsibilities or being overwhelmed or just hasn't really uh, made a breakthrough that way or figured themselves out enough to do that. That sounds insulting, but I think you get the idea of what I'm trying to say. This book isn't really for me. And it's really very much a book aimed at women and they're not hiding that at all. They'll say things like, especially women or uh, women this, women that. So this isn't a book that a man could pick up and use, I think. And I don't usually feel very drawn to books that are very much just for women. That's probably what I'm feeling here. And, you know, they talk a lot about the patriarchy in this book, which I think is helpful rather than just not talking about it. But then at the same time, it's talking about how women being defined in reference to men at the same time doing things like, when did they really lose me? I think earlier on, but one of the things was they were talking about a sound engineer and that everybody's very excited to work with him. And they said, also, he's a cutie patootie. So it's kind of like, can't people just be excited to work with this guy because he's a respected professional? He also has to be dreamy or something. I just kind of thought, I don't know, it just didn't sit with me well that it's, you know, the, the patriarchy is, has these expectations for women. And then the book is almost living up to those expectations. We're giddy because he's cute. No, we're giddy because it's very exciting to be working with this person. So I know little things like that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but also I'm not going to do the worksheets. 
I just, I don't want to and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so I do plan on reading the rest of the book. Could this book be helpful for some people? Probably. Am I finding it helpful? Not really. I really appreciate that they have little summaries at the ends of the chapters. So it'll be easy for me to review when I'm done. You know what I do like though is the worksheets make me think this is very Kara. This book is very much for like a type A personality. So if you're a type A personality and you're feeling burnt out and you like doing worksheets, maybe this is the book for you, but it is not the book for me. This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and in Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. This interruption is about insects, specifically ants. <laughs> so my neighbor sprayed for ants in their yard and we have one of those pools that you can like set up at the beginning of the season and take down. Any case, after they sprayed, I noticed there was a path from my neighbor's yard by the fence underneath our pool. And we have like a tarp down between the lawn and the pool so the grass doesn't grow into the pool. I lifted it up and it is this ant mega colony. So, oh boy, so many ants. And we keep on finding ants in the pool. Of course we do, because they're getting in there and then they die, which is kind of sad, except for the fact that there are so many ants. I don't know what to do about that. Well, I do know what to do. I'm mixing borax and sugar and leaving out ant traps and feel kind of bad like i'm always teaching my kids to value life and nature and stuff but they know that when it comes to ants like i just i just can't have a mega colony underneath our swimming pool that's it they can move somewhere else book interrupted let's listen in to this episode's group discussion Hello, we are going to be continuing the discussion about burnout by Amelia Nagoski and Emily Nagoski. Did I pronounce the last name properly? Pretty good. I'd you don't have to ask them. Could be okay. Nagoski, but... It could. It depends where I emphasize the syllables. What does DMA mean? One of them's a PhD and the other one has DMA after their name. I will search. Does it have to do with the music? Because she's a conductor, maybe? Was it the, her doctorate in musical arts or something? Oh, maybe. Yes, because she's a conductor. Hmm. All right. Has right. everyone finished reading the book? Where did we leave off? I have not finished reading it, and mm -hmm. I don't plan to. Got it. <laughs> Would you tell me, tell us more? Kim. Well, A, that's why I was so certain about the six second things, because that's about as far as I got. And I've been oh. doing it. I wish that I could make this book for my husband, because he is the one who is stressed to the point of burnout. And so I'm like, the least I can do is force him to kiss me for six seconds. So that's what we do now. And he's all like, what's happening? I'm like, we're completing your stress cycle. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you complete any stress cycles. Ever. I just don't like it. I don't know if it's, I can't remember what back-to-back -back book situation it was before where people found it harder coming off of whatever book before or whatever. I don't know if that's the situation because I did fun home and I was kind of like, mm. I got through it, but I don't know. I just, it's not. You also don't really appreciate in all the books we do, any book that has a tone of giving advice 
you know, like present me with things, let me walk away with, and don't give me a prescribed, do this, do that, do that. Would you say that's accurate? Well, I don't know. I think it's more about the way that they tell the story is confusing to me to all of a sudden randomly be talking about the, I don't even know that I actually understand, but I think fictional characters they're using to deliver the message. I don't like that. You know what it is? It's not that I don't like books that tell me what to do. It's how they tell me what to do. Because remember that other book that was all question and answery? Yeah. What happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to fool me into coming along. Like, just tell me. I don't need a song and dance or whatever. But I find that confusing. I don't actually find it insulting. I'm just like, wait, are these those people now? What's happening? And then I think really, I don't relate. I don't feel burnt out. I feel like I can manage my stress really well. When I'm reading it, I just, yeah, yeah. It makes me feel judgy too. Cause like when they're like, this is happening and that's happening. And everyone's so stressed. Like I get so excited. I'm like, I'm not going to read this because I don't this like. This book is stressing me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this could be like, a, I don't even know if I want to go so far as to, as to say like a trauma response, but like a childhood, whatever response. Well, I've seen a Facebook meme, so it must be true hyper-independence is a trauma response too. And so I feel like it's related to that with me. It makes me want people to be more responsible for themselves. And then I'm like, I'm responsible. I don't let myself get to that point or whatever, right? Like, so it makes me think like that, which may or may not be healthy or whatever. Those are my just my personal experiences. So I just don't want to read about it because it brings out all of those things in me where I get judgy or mad at people for having stress or whatever. So, mm-hmm. oh, wow. I we're not like managing the their business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Just yeah. Like manage your business. Like, yeah, yeah. totally. Well, that's one thing I've really admired about you for so many years because I really only feel like personally I've given myself the intention of doing some inner work. Come on, Kara, shed the effing victim mentality. How can you step up? What does that look like? Whereas you have since your 20s, you're very good at naming things and just sharing like, oh no, this is how I feel. And you're okay to lean in, in areas where it could lead to conflict, but it's important for you to voice your opinion. You have been doing those practices for a very long time. You're so nice to me. (laughs) It's just a quality that I admire. I see it in you. I see it a lot in Lindsay. You're, I don't know, people tend to be fascinated sometimes by things that are opposite to them. So you, and I notice it in Lindsay as well, is you're like, no, it is worth it to be able to speak my mind, even if another person, if it's not their same opinion, right? Whereas I'd be like, no, I better shut up right now. I don't want to name anything. Thank you. I will also let you know that I do some shutting up sometimes. So it's not, it's not all the time, like full perfection. There's definitely some shutting up where I'm like, I should say something. I don't even bother. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah, sometimes you're just, this is not my worth my effort. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, how do I get out of this conversation? Or like, why am I saying this? Am I just doing it to like be opposite or is it helpful? Yeah. So I have a clear memory of giving an opinion that I didn't have because I was annoyed by the person. I was like, I don't know. I don't like that car. I don't like the way it looks or whatever. Somebody's like, that's a whatever car. And I was like, yeah, it's a beautiful car. But that guy was pissing me off. (laughs) He just got a new car (laughs) that he spent a lot of money on. I was like, "Ah, I think it's kind of ugly or whatever. I'm a young woman, but I was very angry at this person. You know, you know, sorry. (laughs) I just opened 
club soda. It was very loud. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It'll underline um, your point. It's like a burn, right? You're like, I don't like your car. Um, <laughs> that probably was worse what I just did. So sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that you said, maybe your partner needs this book more because they're more stressed. This book is not for men, right? I know. I know. It's oh my for, God. If they said patriarchy one more time. <laughs> It's for women who really try to fit into a very narrow definition of what a woman is in society. So if you're not that person, this book isn't for you. And you'll do a lot of eye rolling. As I was reading the book, I was like, Dan, I can't, I can't read this book. And later I'd be like, I can read this book. I'm going to finish this book because I want to finish all the books. That's just like who I am. I'd like to finish a book, even if I try to power through it. And there's a lot of things in there that I agree with. They're giving stuff out and you're like, yes, that's a valid point. And then they say something that just gives me that icky, I can't, right? That's, that was my reaction to the book. Like the patriarchy. Yeah. Ugh. All the time. All the time. I'm okay with them being like patriarchy is a thing, but you know what they do is they talk about the patriarchy and its effect on women expectations. And then they'll say something that is playing the role that the patriarchy is expecting you to. So it almost negates their message. I did this in my personal journal, one of them, but when they're talking about working with this, I don't remember what he was, a sound engineer or whatever, and he was highly respected and they're excited to go work with him. But it doesn't help that he was a cutie patootie. I was like, ah, like, you know, (laughs) I was like, oh, can't you just be excited to work with this guy who's, you know, good in his field, gets a good opportunity. Does he also have to be dreamy? I couldn't relate to those little things made me go well it's funny because that like undermines it undermined it i felt it does it completely undermines the point yeah it undermined it a little bit right treat us seriously treat us seriously anyway so there was it was insulting too to men that are not fitting into the patriarchy yeah that aren't jerks (laughs) yeah you know i don't know there was another part of the book that was similar so when they talked about active rest Mm -hmm. i thought that was great we People need to learn active rest and it's not just about sleep. And But then they mentioned one of the authors that she was doing her job as a music conductor and then writing this book and then also writing a fiction book at the same time. And that was her active rest. And I was like, no, that's, that's the just problem. Active. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> I think something There's not no productive would probably actually be more restful. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah. like they're reinforcing the thing that the beginning of the book was trying to unravel so Meredith I saw those little things too where I'm like no but for the most part though I thought this book I don't need it now like Kim I'm I'm not at a place right now but five or six years ago I could have really used this book I would have used it because I was super stressed I was in the corporate world and all those little scenarios that happen in the book that I can relate to directly directly happened to me so (laughs) I could see if you're in that situation, reading this book could be like, maybe I just need to go home and kiss my husband a lot or something as soon as I get home. Because there was those kind of stresses that add to the regular everyday stress. But I meant, they did mention the patriarchy. I like that they mentioned it in the beginning. And I mentioned that my first personal journal, I like that they mentioned in the beginning, but by the end of the book, you're like, okay, I know you can't talk about stress, women's stress talking about the patriarchy which i agree with but not the whole book and every That's time they the wrote book. it they wrote dash ugh right ugh. every single yeah, time every, that every like, single okay. time we get it you could said that once and we would have got it for the rest of the book 
totally. Yeah. And if you listen to it as an audio book, they read it out that way. Oh yeah. So every funny. single time that they makes, go, that's funny. The patriarchy. Pause. Oh, yeah. also, every <laughs> time. And you're like, I get it. I get it. And they also add music to the, the audiobook that cheeses some sections up quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> that that was the comedic value and the cheese factor on this one was a little bit more. But overall, I liked the book. Yeah. I did too. I liked the case studies. I liked the message. And I like the stories of the two women, Julie and Sophie. Sophia, yeah, a lot. I was like, then what happened? Yeah, and then what happened? I was like, does she end up divorced, or does this one end up <laughs> running the Star Trek convention, whatever? <laughs> I like the Star Trek girl. I like that part, and I liked. Well, I'm super duper burnt out, and I'm just I'm grabbing at any then any advice is good advice right now because I'm just trying to complete my stress cycles all over the place. And really rest, rest, unapologetically rest, and then maybe rest some more. It was good timing on the book for me. That's the thing. The book's got good stuff before kids, and we should probably start doing this again. But before kids, when my husband and I came home from work, we would cuddle, lie down and cuddle and talk about our day. And it was so nice. And when you read this book, you're like, oh yeah, that really helped you having the physical contact where you're like kind of talking about your day. It really just was great. And he's like, yeah, we should start doing that. And then when I read the book about like, oh, long kissing and stuff, this is great. We should make out all the time. He's like, I'm game. So <laughs> it's great. But it does have some helpful stuff. That's the thing. But I couldn't finish the book. So I like how they have the at the end. Here's the summary. Yeah. I got mm-hmm. the most out of the last chapter. But I was reading one of the summaries of this chapter I didn't read. And I was like, that summary means nothing to me because I didn't read the chapter. Oh. Yeah. Right. I was like, I don't know what the mad woman is. <laughs> no, but it kind of summed it all up in that bit. Yeah. And you can kind of, it, it infers the mad woman in the attic is, you can kind of figure that out. The mad woman in the attic? Yeah, like who is your mad woman in the attic that's the mean meanie? Mm. Sally. Yeah, who's your Sally? Yeah, it's like Sally. It's a Jane Eyre reference. Yes. It's about your Sally or your, what was yours again? Uh, Liza or whatever <laughs> is your pain body. Oh, yeah. Well, I've, I've got, a, I got a few cuckoos up in the uh, attic there. Your negative self-talk, your inner voice that yeah. talks negatively. Yeah. The idea of multiplicity. Is it telling you that you're lame or is it telling you that you're mad at your husband? No, it's telling you that <laughs> you... No, no, it's telling you you're lame. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it's telling you you're lame. Okay. It's telling you you're a dum-dum. Why are you so stupid? <laughs> yeah, hey, dum-dum. Can't relate. <laughs> I only have one that tells me I'm mad at my husband. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. A book club is just a book without members. Join the community by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or sign up for exclusive content through our website at bookinterrupted.com unpublished. We'd like to give a big shout out to our listeners. Your support makes this all possible. Thank you for the uplifting feedback and for recommending us to family and friends. We love hearing from you. Please reach out through our website at bookinterrupted.com fans or by emailing connect at bookinterrupted.com. We appreciate you for taking time out of your busy schedule to connect with us. See you next time on Book Interrupted. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. Yeah, what no, you reading? I think it's yeah. obvious. Is it good? 
not anymore. Like <laughs> I know Victoria's Secret. It's run by a man. Stop judging your sisters. And right. Stop judging yourself. More importantly, I really like based that. Based on your little skin suit. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone mentioning and commenting on my kids' hair all the time. But then the question is, should we be commenting about each other's bodies? So what you're right? saying is you agree that the grocery stores should have deep connections. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Exactly. Connection exactly centers. what I'm saying. <laughs> I've never felt more understood, Kara. Book interrupted. Never forget, every child matters.